Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Did you know that HIV treatment has changed over the years? Most HIV pills contain three or more medicines. Today, HIV pills with just two medicines may help you stay undetectable. That's nice, right? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, it's no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about a two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be a surprise, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to live broke now to be rich later. I love that. Look at you. You always Mm -hmm. dropping gems in these little sound bites. I love Mm -hmm. that. You know, and for me, I'm just always looking for ways to save money now. And I don't know who I am. Deadass. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So, story time. All right. Story time. Every time we talk about money, every time we talk about money, I talk about Kadeem. I get excited. Yes. But, see, look, I was about to say, but today I'm not talking about Kadeem. You're not talking about me today? No, I'm not talking about Kadeem. Oh, I was about to say, I get excited when we talk about money. You do. She loves talking about money (laughs) and spending it, too. No, I've gotten so much better, though, guys. But, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Today, I actually want to talk about how I am changing the mentality of our boys mm. when it comes to money, right? Okay. Growing up in, in my household, everyone I ever heard talk about money, they always talked about just save money. Mm-hmm. Save money, have it in your account. My dad keeps money in his house mm-hmm. that he counts every day, <laughs> right? Then he has his accounts that he looks at. Every day. Like McDuck. Yes, like Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, McDuck. The Scoop. Scoop McDuck. <laughs> Scoop McDuck. Or Troy McScoop. Whatever you want to call him, right? So I grew up the same way. Yeah. I, I grew up the exact same way. I like looking at my money in my accounts. I keep my cash here to make sure that, you know, if, if Armageddon happens, then my family will be okay. <laughs> right? But when it came time to Jackson and Cairo and Kaz and Dakota, I didn't want them to have that unhealthy obsession with money. Mm-hmm. Right, the unhealthy obsession with money comes from us thinking that you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to hold on to, and when right. you get it, you have to see it. Hoard it, yes. And I've changed that by getting Jackson a checking account. Mm-hmm. Right, I got him a, a it's a first time first checking account that mm-hmm. we we have our partnerships that we work with with our bank, right. and he has his own bank account, so he's able to buy whatever he wants. Jackson no longer has to ask me and his mom mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. He works. His working does not come from doing chores. Mm-hmm. So make up your bed, do dishes. I don't pay you for that. Right. What I pay That's him for though. is working on skills that could help him make money in the future. Mm-hmm. So coding, he gets mm-hmm. paid for that. Basketball, he gets paid for that. Football, he gets paid for that. If his grades are all above 90, he gets a bonus. Mm-hmm. Because academically, if you can be on top of those things, mm-hmm. you can make money from it. So I don't pay him. For cleaning, Mm because those are just grown adult things you have to do. Right. But what I've noticed with Jackson, since I started to pay him based on what he does, he's starting to see money 
differently. Absolutely. He doesn't see money as a scarce thing that he has to hold on to, mm-hmm. which has allowed him to be more forthgiving with his money. Mm-hmm. He buys his brother's things. He buys his friend's things. He buys me and you things sometimes. And, and, and a lot of times I'm like, bro, like that's your money. Why don't you right, hold on you to it? To. But you know what he says? I could always work for more. Mm-hmm. But what that's done for me has made me realize that he values money differently than we valued money. For sure. We valued money and it's like it's impossible to get. So right. when you get it's it, so hold hard. on to it. Yeah. For him, it's like I just have to work harder for it. Mm-hmm. So if I spend money here, mm-hmm. I have to work harder here to get it back. I've also noticed that he budgets, right? <laughs> His account is at a certain point. If I was that age and I had that type of money at that point, I probably would have spent it because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get it, you think you have to hold on to it, but then the Jordans come out, then this. Right. Jackson has programmed himself that he doesn't want his account to get below a certain level. Yeah. And every year, its rate is risen. Mm-hmm. So he has, he, like, his own personal, like, goals for his money. Yes. Yep. And I, I've even seen a pair of, I think it was sneakers or some kind of, like, sneakers that kids are, you know, I sound like an old lady. For risk, I sound like an old lady. <laughs> I see some one of them player, sneakers them kids had. It was lighting up at the out. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we had them back in the day, the L.A. Gears. I think Jackson was buying some L.A. Gears. Jackson some stride, was stride, right, joints. Um, but no, and I remember I, I saw him like kind of working through his head like, damn, that cost that much? Uh-huh. He checked his account. He was just like, I don't need them that bad. And he definitely didn't get them. Uh-huh. But then the other day, an Amazon package shows up in his name and it's flossers for his, his teeth, for yes. his braces, and a special toothpaste that he found out about on YouTube. And yes. he was like, I wanted to try this new toothpaste. So I was like, well, Jax, if you want a toothpaste and flosses, you could have told me I got it at Target. And he was like, nah, I want to try it for myself. I have money. I can get it. So I was like, all right, then he's, buy a deodorant too. He, buy your drawers. You should. No, <laughs> <all> as, <laughs> when he turns 13, mm-hmm. when he turns 13, I'm going to make it a point that he is responsible to replenish and buy the things that he deems important. The flossers, deodorant, um, he got his contacts. New mm-hmm. con- these are things that he wanted. Like he wanted contacts. He didn't want to wear glasses. Right. You replenish that mm-hmm. just to teach him yes. how to balance it. Yeah. Not hold it from him and then say, here, your dad gave it to you. So now be grateful. You want to continue to wear contacts? A solution costs X amount of dollars. Order it in advance. Mm-hmm. You want a special deodorant because it got a little bit of a scent, so you want to wear cologne? <laughs> you buy it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think in teaching him that is teaching him how to balance, how to budget, but also how to enjoy his life in real time. For sure. And not wait until later on. So Good job, Dad. That yeah. was a good tactic. Now. All right. In honor of our guest and also... Kay's favorite discussion. Y'all see what color she got on, right? I need dollars, dollars, dollars is what I need. That wasn't the song. That was that was my song. What was that? I I remember why that was your song. I I worked at Mac. Mac. When I worked at Mac Cosmetics, y'all, there was the playlist that played like every month or every week, and it would be the same songs in rotation, and I'd be in those stores for nine, ten hours a day. And that was one in particular. Whenever I, a song used to come on, yeah. everybody knew that was my song because we had a goal of money that we had to make each day. day. So once that song came on, I was like, all right, y'all, I'm hyped now. I got to go make this money. So yeah, so that's, that was question. my little two cents for karaoke today. Did they ever play this song? Which one? <laughs> it's really good. It's pretty accurate. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Did they ever play that at Mac? They didn't. Oh, they was tripping. You'd have made they way should, more money. I'd have made mad you money. Played that. I'd have made mad money for Frank and Frank. Listen, <laughs> shit. All right, y'all. Well, we got to make some money here for this podcast. Facts. Because if not, there would be no us. So let's go pay some bills, get into these ads, y'all, and we'll be back with a special guest. Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Let me ask you a question. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, check this out. If you said two, three, or maybe even four, you're absolutely right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in one single pill. Yep, there's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? Well, HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. How many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, don't trip, because your doctor knows. Talk to your doctor about a 2-in-1 HIV pill today. 
Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? I don't know. Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, maybe show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Ladies, are you tired of trying new hair remedies and TikTok recipes only to keep seeing excessive shedding and breakage? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to Mayel's incredible sea moss collection, the superfood for your hair and scalp. Packed with 90% of all the essential minerals your hair needs, this collection is a game changer. Experience maximum hair retention for all hair types. Embrace the beauty of healthy, nourished hair with my LC Moss collection because your hair deserves liberation. From the CMOS shampoo and conditioner to the CMOS curl pudding, the CMOS gel hair mask, the CMOS anti-shedding bundle, and more. Formulated for individuals looking to maximize hair retention, this collection helps reduce excess shedding due to breakage. The two powerhouse ingredients in this collection, CMOS and Saw Palmetto, are what makes it the superfood for your hair and scalp. And remember, it's made for all hair types. CMOS, another Myel product collection for you to love. From one queen to another, shop Myel at Myel.com, Walmart, or your local beauty store today. All right, y'all. So, you know, we don't be doing the whole guest thing very often because no, Deval and I are just, you know, we're not about that life. We know y'all like to hear from us. However, there's a particular guest... <laughs> That every season, we have to have her on. Yes. And I think she's the only guest that we have every season for that reason, just yeah. about. Yeah. Because we absolutely adore her. We love her spirit. She is a fountain, a wealth of knowledge, literally a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Facts. And I love to have her because she really puts things in perspective me because prefer me because finances never gets old right money talk never gets old right so our favorite financial expert tiffany aliche the budget nista as we know her is back to share her knowledge with us some more and has a brand new book that's out today mm -hmm. made whole the practical guide to reaching your financial goals is the ultimate Hands-on workbook for anyone looking to get their finances in order. And that should be you and you and yes, you who's listening now. All right. <laughs> so today, Tiffany is here to tell us all about what's in it and why you have to have this book in your life. Tiffany, what up? Hey, hey, y'all. I missed y'all. We missed now, we you, missed you too, too yo. You've been, you been kind of touring, you know, uh, getting all the money, sharing all the knowledge <laughs> with the world. How you been? How she you said been? she's been quietly touring. I have been. Honestly, I have been to like four or five different countries in the last few months. I mean, I just took my uh, my bonus daughter. We came back from Europe for her 16th birthday. I took her to, to London, Amazing. to Paris, and to the Amalfi Coast. Baby. Um, oh, that's what's up. Yes. Before that, I was in Egypt. Before that, Kenya. So I just... You know, I haven't really posted the social. I've just been like luxuriating in my quiet luxury. I love That's that for up. you. Sometimes you just got to be present in that moment. Yeah. I completely yeah. understand it. And I appreciate that. And I love that for you, yeah. sis, for sure. Thank you. So talk to us about this book. Just so you know, ever since we've had our first conversation, season one, mm -hmm. Kadeen has been on top of her budget. I now. have. She 
opens up her account. She sees what's in there every mm-hmm. day, every other day. She's very tedious when it comes to spending. Like Baby. she's on top of it. And I want to thank you personally. No, you really I've been telling help. her for years. <laughs> and now she comes to me like, you know, babe, t- you know, Tiffany said that. <laughs> I said, Tiffany said what? <laughs> Tiffany told you that you should be doing what she, I've been telling you to do? You're like my financial fairy godmother, Oprah. <laughs> you know, like, he'd be like, you know, oh, Oprah said, so now you want to do it. Or Dr. Phil said, so now I'd be like, well, listen, Tiffany said that what we should do with the money is... See what I got to go through? No, too? but sometimes that's <laughs> how... Like, sometimes through. you need to hear from a different person. And honestly, that's why I yeah. wrote... So y'all know I wrote Get Good With Money, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of years ago, it was New York Times bestseller, almost three hundred thousand. Yes, it was. Amen. Yes. Don't don't skip over that. But don't skip over that. Say it again. New York Times bestseller. You know, we're in good company. You know what? Everybody around here is a New York Times bestseller. You know, okay. We wrote a book. We wrote a book. You know, we wrote a little bit. Something. Thank you, sis. But I decided that I wanted to write a companion book to Get Good with Money because Get Good with Money is quite like a textbook. You know. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. what if I could write a workbook for people who really want to get to work right away? You right. Know? And so mm-hmm. that's why I made made a hole. Okay, she went here behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that. How'd you come up with the title? Because the the components of this book is going to help you reach what I call financial wholeness. You know, so okay. financial okay. wholeness is like these ten steps that if you achieve these ten steps, you don't have to make a million dollars, you don't have to be rich, but you will be okay with your money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because it really mm-hmm. bothered me that I felt like the financial space was leading into everyone's teaching everyone how to make a million dollars, which that's great. But let's be real. Everyone's not going to reach that. You know? mm-hmm. right. What if you're a preschool right. teacher? What if you're a mechanic or a nurse and you don't get that huge lump sum of money? So does that mean you don't right. get a chance to have a good life? You can't buy a car? Right. You can't get a house? Mm-hmm. And right. I say, no, I don't believe that to be true. And so I wrote Made Whole to help just regular everyday people make the most out of their money and by reaching these 10 financial um, steps that I outlined here, so they can be okay as well. They can reach financial wholeness. I so love let me that. ask a question, right? I don't I don't want you to go through all 10 steps because we don't have time, mm-hmm. right? But what would you say of the 10 steps are the most important three that could just help people? Like just the most important, the top three, if you do three, these three, mm-hmm. you could be on the path. Or it can segue you. Yeah. Because we also ultimately want you guys to go out and get the book because I know I'm going to get the book too. <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> For sure. Because we have Get Good With Money. Yeah. So yeah. We, we we definitely support and not only support, we learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, what learn. I love about you, what you said about this book, Tiffany, is that regardless of what financial level you're on, what, regardless of what your financial health looks like in this moment, you will find it useful. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I would love say, that. first things first, foundationally, you have to have a budget. They don't call me the budget Lisa for nothing. So that's <laughs> right. why you, you know, it's the foundation for all the things that you're doing. You know, you can't save yeah. if you don't have a budget. You can't get out of debt if you don't have a budget. Your credit's probably not going to mm-hmm. be the greatest if you don't have some sort of budget, which is just a money plan telling your money what to do. So that's one. Um, the second one I'll say mm-hmm. is learning to earn because you're not going to budget your way to financial security. You have to learn how to make money when needed. You know, like not just from mm-hmm. your regular job, but in Made Whole, I teach you how to make money, how to make more money at your regular job. And if you need excess money, I teach you how to make money outside of your regular job. So that I would be number two for uh, me. It's like, meaning like a hustle, like a side if hustle? If that's what you or... want, a side hustle, a business, oh. you know, like we have to make additional income. Like when I used to teach uh, preschool, I love teaching, uh, but there were times I needed more money. So I learned that I could tutor. I learned that mm-hmm. I could um, I could babysit. Mm-hmm. So learning how to make more money is critical in your financial wholeness journey. Um, and then mm-hmm. last but not least, I would say it will be, hmm, I'm vacillating between your net worth and maybe it will be financial professionals. Because I think especially for black and brown communities, we hesitate to ask for help when it comes to our money. So I have a whole section yes. of the book about how to identify the financial professionals you need on your money team. You know, like who can help you? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, It's interesting you mentioned that too, because I think about when you say that in the black and brown communities, we are apprehensive sometimes to ask for help when it comes to the money. And I even think of our parents' generation because Mm -hmm. we're at the space in our life where we're almost becoming like parents to our Parents. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, knowing that my mom and dad, for example, are retired or on a fixed income and they like to see their money in their mm-hmm. account and they don't want to take any chances. They don't want to take any risks. Yep. And Deval and I were trying to explain to them, like they just sold a property recently that they had in New York. You have this lump sum of money. It's mm-hmm. like, how can you now use this money to work for you, which may require a little bit of gambling? Yes. 
you know, or taking yeah, a risk. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, taking a but risk. But that generation specifically Hard. does not like to take that I risk. I mean, yeah. So how do you encourage that, you know, for anyone that's who's a just good question. like, no, that's a, that's how are you going to take a risk to ha- potentially get this money to grow? So that's actually perfect. So one of my friends, his grandmother lives around the corner for me. Shout out to you, Miss Diane. Um, and so <laughs> she recently same sold a property that she actually got from her grandmother for a dollar. So many years ago, Miss Diane is like in her late, late 70s. Um, and wow. so she sold it for a significant amount of money. I'm not going to say because Miss Diane's going to be like, oh, I don't see it about that. She sold it for a significant But she got a cute coin. Yes, a cute, cute coin. coin. And Miss Diane is more scared than ever. Child, what it took to get Miss Diane. I, so he came to me. He was like, she will not listen to me. She has all this money sitting in a checking account. Just looking at it. to your point. Yeah. Because like, yeah. just looking. She want to see looking and see her, see yeah. it and see her. You know? Period. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Log on just to see it. Yes. Yeah. And so so I, I told him, I said, well, one, you her grandbaby. She's not going to listen to you. Because she's like, I know the baby ain't, even though he's grown 40. She's yeah. like, didn't I walk in behind? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I said, first right. things first, you have to bring in outside help. And so what I told him is that let's get a certified financial planner, which is a type of, it's the, it's the gold standard of a financial advisor, which I help lay out. Oh, before, before you continue, before you continue, please tell the difference because people have been asking ever yeah. since season one, okay. what's the difference between a certified financial planner and a CPA? So, oh, okay. So a okay. CPA is a certified public accountant. So that's your accountant. accountant your yes. yes. So there are financial mm-hmm. advisors. Anyone could basically call themselves an advisor for the most part. Mm-hmm. But a CFP, a certified financial planner, is the gold standard. They have to take a certain level of testing. They have to have been in business mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Um, they have to keep up their knowledge base. And they have to uh, mm-hmm. be what they call a fiduciary, meaning a fiduciary has to legally put your interest first before anything else. First, right. So if you're looking right. for a type of financial advisor, there are many types. You want to look for a CFP, a certified financial planner. Because that is the top mm-hmm. tier because everybody can't make it. It's like the difference between like, oh, I play, you know, rec ball on the weekends and you in the NBA. So. Right, right, right. right? See, I'm a little sports gotcha. things, you know. Don't be fooled. It's like, don't be fooled, y'all. Don't be fooled. That's about we need to see my So you want, a, <laughs> you want a CFP, a certified financial planner. And I, mm-hmm. should, I, I teach in the book, like, how do you identify? How do you interview? How do you pick the right one? And so what I did with Miss Diane is, and, and her grandson as I said, Miss Diane, like you are going to want someone because she wanted it to be me, but I'm not a CFP. I'm a financial educator, meaning that I mm-hmm. just teach financial knowledge. I don't tell you what to do with your money, spe- specifically what to do with right. your money. So I told her, yes. what we can do is I, I showed her that this is how you interview. I'm going to line up my top three financial planners that I, I like personally. Mine, um, this woman named Amy and this other woman named um, Helen. And I said, and for the first one, I will co-interview. I'm, I know Amy, but I will co-interview her with you. So she can so see. So you can mm-hmm. see. So you can see what questions to ask and like what. And right. so I did that. And she was really just like, okay. And so they did the next two on their own. And they ended up choosing Amy. And so now Amy is the referee between what her grandson wants. Because he's young. He's 40. So he's like, yo, let's put it in the market. Let's invest with you know, and then what she wants, which is, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to lose not one cent. I want to ride this thing right. out until I'm no longer here. Mm-hmm. And so Amy helps to add that extra sense of comfort for me. I just saw her the other day, mm-hmm. like um last week. And I, I said, let me walk over and check on her. I said, how's it going with Amy? She's like, I, I like her. Amy's a little older. Sorry, Amy, mm-hmm. you know. I'm just saying you are a little older. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little older. Actually. <laughs> a little older so she liked the fact that it's someone they're not close in age but old enough where she felt like Mm -hmm. and um that this is someone who can understand like why she might be a little more hesitant so slowly they have been like chipping her toward like well let's put some of this money into a high yield savings account let's open up like Mm -hmm. put some of this money like let's look at what it might look like to purchase another property that could be a property to live in and potentially a property for investment. Right. So with Amy's mm-hmm. expertise, she's building trust and slowly inching Miss Diane to a place. I have to always remind her grandson, D. I'm like, yo, she Miss Diane, she's 77 years old. Like, she don't walk fast, she don't run fast, she's not gonna move fast. <laughs> you know, with her right, money, right, you know, right, like but right. the movement that she's yeah. making right. is aligned before she wasn't moving at all. So that's what I say that if you have older parents, like my dad, you know, is in his 80s. And my mom is in her 70s. He got himself a hot girl, you know, young hot girl. Um, <laughs> get it, girl. Get it. Right? Get it. Get but it. 
they too, I mean, my dad, you know, was an accountant and, but still it was hard for him for me to move the needle when it came to making certain financial choices. Like his will mm. was like, he made his will when I was like 10 years old. And I'm like, daddy, you need to update it. And he would say later. I'm yeah. Like, yes. And I'm like, I mean, not mm-hmm. to be shady, bro, but you 80. <laughs> not to be shady, but you yes. 80. When it's later. So we're here. You actually a little past the expiration date because the average person lives to right. 78 and God willing, you're going to be here. Well, I'm about to say. <laughs> Why, well, God willing, you're going to yeah. be here to 100. But we're here now. And so, but it took me Just in case. to bring in my, I had a, um, this is another component of the book, right? The, the financial professionals. I brought in my attorney to have the conversation to say like, what are you afraid of? He didn't really want to go through all the yeah. work. So she did a template of a will where they could just make little changes versus having to build from, from scratch. So that's what I say, like having the initial conversation with your person, your, your parent, your grandparent, bringing in a financial expert to help buffer and then slowly working toward like, what's, this is the desired outcome. And you can have your side conversation with the expert, like here's Mm -hmm. our desired outcome. This is what I'd like to see. And the expert works with you and your grandparent or parent to get there. But having that conversation is critical. The sooner, because it's going to take a while, the sooner you start those conversations, the better. This is what I've realized, Tiffany. And that's, I'm glad we're having this conversation because we've been talking to your parents who are now retired. My mom is looking to retire. My dad just retired this year. And the hardest thing explaining to anybody, not just people in their generation, but to anybody is that money is a tool. That's all it is. People like to collect money and like you said, stare at it. It's a security blanket. But but if you're staring at it Mm -hmm. in a checking account, ultimately over the years is going to diminish. One, mainly because of interest. Mm-hmm. Like once interest grows up, that money, even if you don't spend it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to live. Yes. So you pay your mortgage every month. You pay your car. No, it's going to keep going away. If you don't utilize that money as a tool, yeah. you'll never you'll never have financial security. Can you talk about the best ways to turn your money into a tool? So to start, if you're really, really, really nervous, at the very least, open up a high yield savings account. Come on, right? Come at the on, very talk least, to them. you know, because the people get talk scared. I'm them. like, the good thing about a high yield savings account is if you're like, I'm totally risk adverse, is that up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per bank, you know, you can you are protected if it's an FDIC insured. If this is a federally backed bank, meaning that up to two fifty, right. if the bank goes under, the government will give you back your two. You still get yes. your money so back. It's like you can't lose. There you go right, and so right there now, like as of the taping of this podcast, right now I, I'm I'm seeing like um four and a half percent like return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm. inflation, per year. inflation is when money um is devalued or, or things cost more over time, meaning your money is worth less year after year. And right now mm-hmm. the the inflation in the United States is that money is going down in value at about three point something percent. So, right. you know, if you put your money in a high yield, you're making four and a half percent, but your money is losing three right. and something percent. So at least, three, you're, yeah. at, at least dollar for dollar, you stay in about even, you know? So if you don't do anything else right. and you have a lump sum of money, take it out of checking and put it into a high yield savings account. If you don't, but, but that's important that you said though, it has to be high yes. yield for you to even be close to breaking yes, even because if true. you keep it in a save, if you keep it in a checking yes. account, yeah. just based on inflation, you're going to lose money every yeah. year. And because So think about high yield is this. Typically the big banks that you see outside on the corner, you know, like those big old banks that we all know, they don't offer, most of them don't offer high yield savings. So mm-hmm. the interest they're paying mm-hmm. you is 0. 0.0000000001%. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not only that, it's real gangster because they take your money, you put that little hundred dollars you got in there, they take your hundred and they pimp it out and loan in yes. and make money off of it. And then say they get fat off that money and then say, here's a penny for your troubles. Not even, yeah. not even. One penny. <laughs> But at least with a high yield. I definitely saw like 84 cents I in mean, my savings one time. I was like, 84 cents? So you don't want to keep your save. I never keep my savings at one of those brick and mortar banks. Is that I keep my checking never. there for convenience. Because if you go, especially if y'all, like y'all, you travel. So I like to keep my checking there. So yep. no matter where I am in the country, I can get to my money. And my savings, typically most high yield savings accounts you'll find with online only banks. Because they don't have the same overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have like the location yes. they have to worry about. So... I never thought yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. That, that, why. that yeah. That's why mm-hmm. it actually makes sense because it's right. not brick and mortar. Yes. They don't have any expenses. Yeah, that they, makes more sense. So they're it's able so to pass, sense. you know, at least you get four or five pennies versus the one penny. So that's one. <laughs> so that's one. If you're going to do anything Two, if you're still yeah. nervous, I want you to look at your job. And if you have, you know, you're not self-employed or whatever and see, are you, is your money being put into some sort of 401k, you know, whatever retirement <laughs> account is available. 
Like you might say, oh, I don't do a retirement account because I don't know where to put my money. You don't have to. I can almost guarantee mm -hmm. most 401ks or 403bs or whatever the retirement account has, has something called a target date fund, a TDF, mm -hmm. target date fund. And that is when you say, this is the year I think I want to um, retire closest to 65, retire. whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to find TDF mm -hmm. and the year that's closest, like TDF 2065, TDF 2070, whatever that year is. And you can say, I want my money put into that fund and the fund will choose the investments for you based upon risk. So the further you are from retirement, the more you'll be invested in stocks. The closer you are, the mm -hmm. more you'll be invested in bonds and things that are a little bit safer. Bonds and so stuff. you ain't got to yeah. worry about it. Oh, yeah. You just put your money in your target date fund. And every year that you get closer to retirement, the investments get more and more conservative until you're ready. And then you can pull your money out. So that's the second thing. Make sure you're putting money in your retirement account. So let me ask you a question, because this is what I've been talking to her mom and my mom about, right? When you do have a 401k, now you get that lump sum 401k. Mm -hmm. Can you explain why it's not smart to just take that lump sum 401k, putting in a checking account and say, this is going to be my money till I die? Can you please explain? Because I try to explain to them that money's a tool. You need to use it to make more money. Like you mm -hmm. said, buy another property, start a business. But a lot of people say, I got my 401k. This is what I'm supposed to use until I die. So if I have 250K in my 401K, hopefully I only live a certain amount so I can pay my mortgage. Like I'm trying to explain to them that's the wrong way to view it. Yeah. Can you explain to them how, why that's so bad? Ideal, the ideal, ideal, ideal is that money that you put up is a seed. So I want you to think about like um, the difference between like an apple seed and an apple, right? So that seed that you initially planted 10 years ago in the backyard, like, that is the initial investment to your retirement account. You're putting seeds, you're putting seeds, you're putting mm -hmm. seeds. The seeds grow some trees over mm -hmm. time. Your retirement is growing. The trees grow branches. Your retirement is growing. The branches eventually yield apples. And ideally mm -hmm. in retirement, you're going to want to eat the apples because what essentially the ball that you're, you're, you're saying that your parents are doing, they're going back and digging up the seeds and eating the seeds they originally put in. And so yes. you will kill the tree. Yes. So ideally- Kill the tree what you want, and be starving. Exactly. What, ideally, what you want to do is that you, of course, who is mowing the lawn? Can you hear that in the background? <laughs> I bet you that's my, my, that. my, my landscape. I'm like, yeah, Lewis. <laughs> I don't hear it. I don't no, hear it. We don't hear Wednesdays too. It normally <laughs> happens over here. We start later for that reason. And so um, so I, ideally, what you want to do is leave them seeds alone. And you want to eat the apples only and meaning that you want to live off the investment, what it's yielding. So I live by um, uh. and so many people, they call it the 4% rule. This is what I live by, meaning that you put up enough money and you never take more than 4% out. Because on average, if you mm. have your money invested into the market, it's going to yield. 4%. It's going to yield. No more 4%. than that. It's going to yield like 10% um, on average. So the last hundred years, the market has yielded. Um, on average, annually 10%, meaning some years um, 30, some years negative 20, but it all evens out to about 10%. Oh, it evens yeah, out. It's about oh, 10%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. if you only live off four, it keeps you real safe to one, never touch the original seed and to allow it to keep growing because you got about 6% to play with just in case it gets a little crazy. You see? Uh, and so for me, mm -hmm. I when I'm no longer here, those seeds that I planted will continue to grow apples for whoever comes after me. And I can still live well just eat my 4%, eat my 4%. And that's actually mm. safer than digging up the tree. It's like the goose that laid the golden egg. Just keep getting the eggs. Someone done cut the goose open the and start, you know, because now that goose <laughs> will no longer, you know, in that story, the, 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 the farmer was like, well, why should I wait for this goose to lay a golden egg every week? I could just cut it open and scoop out all the, the gold now. And he found that there was nothing in the goose but just a regular goose. So now you cut the thing that was See? generating you money. Damn. So, so if you spend the source, that's then it will analogy. not continue generating you money. So that's what you share with your parents, which is like, this is the source. This source can generate you money indefinitely, even when you're not even here. But if we start, if we eat these seeds now, no more apples will grow. So let's leave the seeds alone and only eat from the apple. I like that. That's I such like a good that. Way to that think actually to is them. a good, a really good way yeah. to to do it because they all want to take it out. They want to take it out like. the four hundred one k and hold it. And I got it now. But you're mm -hmm. right though because that's killing the yes, goose. Yes, killing mm -hmm. the goose. Why kill the goose if the yes. goose is going to continue to give you golden eggs? eggs? Go to the four, just get your eggs every morning. <laughs> get your four percent. Like ooh, child. Get your eggs. Like I could just get my four percent. I'll get my four percent. You know, every single year that way. Know that like it doesn't matter how long I live because I know I'll never outlive that money. Right. 
you just got to live within the four. Yeah, percent. live within that. 4%. And the good thing is, yeah. if you if you make more money, you just keep putting more yeah. money back into the goose. Yes. Right. So now you making yes. more money, you keep right. watering, keep yes. watering that plant, yep. so it can. Ah, it keeps growing. See, that's why it's four percent. Because if you lived at the full ten, yeah. then basically mm -hmm. you bring yourself back to like let's just say you have um a hundred thousand dollars in your retirement account, and every year. The 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 hundred thousand dollars goes to one hundred thousand one hundred ten thousand dollars because that's ten percent. So certainly mm. you could say, well, I'm just gonna take the ten percent. So I'm back at a hundred thousand right. every year. Take the ten percent. You could do that and just keep that hundred thousand. But what I'm saying is, it grows to a hundred a hundred thousand grows to a hundred ten thousand. I'm saying only spend four thousand. So that hundred thousand is a hundred and six now. Now it grows interest on a hundred and six. Yes, and so it's like, and then next year it's not ten thousand, maybe it's one hundred and twelve, and so you still take your four yeah. percent. Now all of a sudden, you see like that extra interest you're leaving every year. You yes. get more money, more money, mm -hmm. more money. And then also money. too, like it gives, it gives you a chance to leave a legacy. That's one of the chapters in the book, the last chapter about leaving a legacy. Mm. Like, how do we leave a legacy mm. for those that come after us? Like when I'm not here, you know, like my my um, nieces and nephew, you know. I'm leaving them plenty, but it doesn't mean I live less of a life, yeah. you know, off camera, you know, or we, I just share with y'all, I just bought a condo cash, half a million dollars. I, I paid for it and I'm renovating it. Another hundred thousand mm -hmm. I paid for it. So it's not that like, uh, I'm leaving all this money left over for my nieces and nephews and my sisters. If I'm not here anymore and then I don't live well now. No, I'm, I'm living well now. Like I'm getting all living the things, well now, yes, right. mm -hmm. but I'm still living within my means, you know, in a way right. that I can enjoy life while still leaving a legacy that is possible that is why I, why i wrote made whole not to teach you how to be right. wealthy but how do you maximize the money that you have access to already going, i think oh go ahead, sorry, go it's ahead. okay going back to the first thing that you mentioned which was the budget mm -hmm. now that was something that in the very first mm -hmm. season deval always would joke <laughs> about me i'd say budgets are made to be broken because <laughs> yes. that was my mindset yes so how do you Speak to someone who may be, again, like your nurse, your doctor, your lawyer, your, you know, school teacher, anyone who is maybe has the the unhealthy relationship they lack with discipline. the word budget. Say it. They lack discipline. She don't want to say it, but they lack does, discipline. Budget just sounds like, oh, it sounds like a restraint. It sounds like yeah. boundaries. How do you encourage someone to develop a healthy relationship with budget? Because I know how it has worked for me. And how I've seen the benefits of it over the course of the past couple of years. But how can you speak to someone who said, you know, this is the first place you're going to stop. When you get this book made whole, budgeting is the first thing. How do they create a healthy relationship with budget? Well, you can change the name. I like to call my budget my say yes plan. Like the budget is there mm. for me mm. to say yes to me. It's there to say yes mm. to me in a way that will keep me safe and maintain my current lifestyle. So I like to think of my budget like, right, you are black mama. Your budget is your black mama. Right. Like I'm sure your kids are like, mom, <laughs> can I um have dessert? Yes. After you have dinner. Can I play outside? Yes. After you do your chores. Can I, you know, right. jump in the pool? Yes. If after you put on sunscreen, you, the budget is yeah. you, Kadeen. It is there to say yes mm. because you care about your mm -hmm. boys, you know, but is there to say yes yeah. in a way that keeps them safe. And so that is the budget. Mm. The parameters are not there to hold you back is but to provide the safest environment forward for you to have a yes. So that's how I like to think of a budget. And you don't have to like so thinking of the yes. Yes. And you don't also <laughs> the moments when you can't say yeah, yes. Yeah, but I mean, if, <laughs> and, and if it doesn't say yes now, right, then it's like, well, what can I do to get to a yes? That's what your budget is there for. It's there so you can see your mm -hmm. money down on paper. So you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't really eating out is all right, but I'd much rather go on vacation. I can get a yes in vacation if I reduce this thing that I don't even care about. You know? See, mm -hmm. this this is why this is why I really appreciate what you do because it's always a mentality, yes. right? True. When That's when true. people hear budget, the first thing people think is, oh, this budget is going to tell me no. As opposed to this budget is going to allow me to be able to say yes when I right. really want to do something. And I think yes. that's the biggest thing. Yes. Budgets aren't a list of no's. Yeah. You hit the nail Kadeen on the head. That's used how to look I used at to it like it. a list of lows, a list of no's. Restrictions. Like, don't hold my Sagittarian <laughs> ass hostage. Right. Because that's when I become the Sagittarius. And I want to just do everything <laughs> I'm not Tiff, supposed to do. But Tiff, you got to listen to her now. Her sister is in, and her brother-in-law getting married, right? So we had things we were planning to do. And this is the first thing Kadeen said to them. Can you guys, are you guys going to be able to do that because you're planning a wedding? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You, did you just check them on doing something because they have something to do in the I future? I was the martyr for our <laughs> brothers and sisters. 
the mentality changed though, Tiff. And and if you think about it, that's the way you should think about life. Everything isn't a no. It's not. It's not a dream denied. It's a dream deferred. Yes. I I can do it now, and then I will have to do a whole bunch of shit I don't want to do later. Later, yes. Or I can decide. You know what? I'll alter my plans now to do whatever I want to do later on. Amen to that. That's what a budget is. And honestly, if you use automation, you don't have to be. Because I think people also think they have to be with a notebook, writing down every penny. Like, everybody got top of that. Right? So instead, Mm -hmm. what I like Mm -hmm. to do is I tell people, do the split it before you get it. Right? Which is you Mm. figure out how much money you need. And there's two, four accounts, two checking, two savings, one account for bills. One account for spending. These okay. are your checking accounts. One account for long-term okay. savings or emergency savings, mm-hmm. and one account for um, goal savings. These are these are your high-yield mm-hmm. savings accounts. So you mm-hmm. go to your HR department and say, "I need you to put my money in these four accounts for me." So you don't even have to budget. So you don't even. Yeah. See so it. money goes into your bills account. Money goes into your spending account. Money goes into your both your two savings accounts, and you have your you only have your debit card attached to that one checking account for spending. So that way you can spend as much as you want for groceries, for hair, nails, lashes, whatever. But it's it's only going to be attached to that account because, you know, bills is paid, automated, savings mm-hmm. is saved, the other savings is saved. This is one of the ways that you get over the hump of having to be so responsible is that, like, I never worry if I'm overspending. How can I? I can only spend what's attached to my to my my, yes. my debit card. And so I split it before I get it. And if you do that, that will help you maintain a budget and not feel so bad about it. Tiff, let me tell you, that is literally, <laughs> literally what we yes. do. Yes. Kadeen and I pay ourselves, but we pay ourselves like our our cash fund, mm-hmm. our slush fund, after everything else is taken mm-hmm. care of. Mm-hmm. We have trust building, wealth building, children. mortgages, children, 401ks. And then at the end, after all of that stuff is paid, mm-hmm. Kadeen and I have our money. Kadeen gets some money in her account and she's just like, I could do whatever I want to yes. do with this because... Everything else, is or yeah. and then now she's planning her whole life based on this. Mm-hmm. And what she's realized is like, dang, I didn't even need that much to plan yeah. what I wanted no. to do. So at the end of every month, I'm like, how much money you got in your account? That's she's, like, she's like, babe. She's like, babe. And even he was surprised one day. He was, he was like, you know, how much you got in your account? Are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I have X amount of dollars. And he was like... <laughs> Shocked you the, haven't been doing any spending. Shocked I'm the like, hell out of me. No. Right? Oh, wow. So isn't that Actually, awesome? There's a freedom in that. Yes. Right? Because you thought to yourself, yes. oh, if I do that, I'm in financial jail. But now you realize, wait, the organization actually grants me freedom, not jail, because now mm-hmm. you know I can spend in a way that doesn't harm anything else that I'm doing. I can do whatever I want with this money. You know? So that just feels really yep. good. Yeah. That's I love that. That that actually is like the best feeling. When I look at my slush account and I could be like, damn, I could just spend all this today. Yep. And I don't got to worry about nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Just I don't feel like I'm, I, it feels freedom. Yes, just but I just, I heard something. I think it was Serena. No, it was Venus Williams. Mm-hmm. Venus Williams said structure for her and discipline yeah. is freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said structure and discipline is freedom yep. because since she's learned to be so structured and disciplined from when she was young, yes. when she's ready to do what she wants to do, she's always able to do yes. it. Yeah. She's like, I've, I've been so structured mm-hmm. and I've created such a strong foundation she and I think Serena in that same interview was just like there's like what's your big splurge? And she's like, well my my big splurge I like to buy houses. Oh, oh excuse me, she's too rich for my big. <laughs> oh my right god! Now. I'm like, god dang! Like right some people now. be like a bracelet. She said no, she likes to buy properties. I love that. I love but imagine that. you've been flex. so structured that one yeah. day you just like you know what there goes a house is worth a million dollars. Yep. I'll buy it. So it's just that's freedom. It's changing the viewpoint or the negative connotations around words like structure, discipline, yes. budget, yes. And all that, and looking at it as freedom. Because yeah. yes. even now that I'm one. renovating the condo that I bought, I I already know because I'm like, I, like every year I have a certain amount of money that I like to give to my my financial advisor to put up for um for to my seeds that I want to put up. You know, that's about mm-hmm. half a million dollars or so. That I'm like, okay, this is my goal. We know we got to hit it. And so I like to hit as early mm-hmm. as possible. I used to be like, if I hit it, you know, by, I don't know, like August, let me keep going. And it took Anjali, mm-hmm. my financial advisor, right. to be like, girl, you good. Like that, like right. we, I know your goal of what it is. And that half a million that you put up, you going to reach that goal. You giving me extra yeah. just means less life, life for you now. You know? Uh, right. And why do yes. that? So now she was like, go ahead. Why? So now I've already right. hit my goal with her. And so now when I am looking at like, I was looking at marble for the for the master bath. I was like, go ahead on and um, give me that marble. Listen. <laughs> 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 so I hit my goal. Marble me. Right? I was like, but I yes. love that because I feel free that I can 
I know how much like it's my slush account. I'm like, Tiffany, you have yeah. the freedom to get fancier things in your place that maybe if I had not seen my plan and known like you've yes. already filled all the other buckets, you good, my mom, you don't, you don't have to actually hold back like yeah. this extra money. Like if you want to spend the extra, you maybe I have a budget for the renovation, but if I want to spend an extra $30,000, it doesn't take away from my retirement account. It doesn't take away from my other yeah. goals. Mm. It doesn't take away from bills. It doesn't take away from anything. This is money that is in excess. And so I can use it to enhance my current life. And that's what I want for people, that we are not here to merely work, pay bills, and count pennies. You know, and that's that, what yeah. right. I say, main goal. That like holistically, yes. how do you want your life to go? You are here to use money, to your point about, as a tool for a better life. And that's what I want for people. Yes. I love that because that's actually sums up my final question to Bro, you. Was the, I, the was biggest takeaway. Yeah. I was like, dang, that was the perfect takeaway. The perfect takeaway. Yeah, what, I was going to ask, what was your biggest takeaway or what do you hope people will have as the biggest takeaway from Made Whole? Yeah. And, and that, I think that was it's it. That. That, yeah, being Made Whole doesn't mean that you sacrifice your whole life yeah. so the people after you can live. No, being Made Whole mm -hmm. means that you learn to sacrifice in the right time so you can live the best life you living right yeah. now. Yeah. That's yeah. what people don't understand yeah. about financial literacy because that's ultimately what that's it is. It ain't about just is. making all the money, mm -hmm. putting it in the side yep. for your kids or your nephews. No. Yep. It's it's putting the money to where I can use it for my life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because even that, even to go back to speak on the property my parents just sold, my father's mindset was, well, I'm going to have this property for my three children so when I pass away, they can then inherit this house. Yeah. And Deval and I were talking to him and we were like, Dad, but if you were to sell it now in a market that was a seller's market Child. and we can now then use that yep. money to then make our own investments yeah. like sell it then divide we, it and we, then we can now have the the leverage to do those yes. investments we told them we said that you have one property that's paid off mm -hmm. that one property can now be six properties mm. once you sell that property each of your children can then buy two properties mm -hmm. with that same money and then do the same thing for their mm -hmm. kids and that's when he was like, and that's the legacy. He was like, oh, I said, yeah, because your kids are still yeah. working. So mm -hmm. they don't need the money from your property right now. All they can use it for as an investment for something else. Mm -hmm. That's what you call planting that yeah. seed and watering yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Dad, let them water their own seeds now so that they can continue to grow. And he it's was like, oh, I never apple thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He was it's apple, apple picking, picking time. <laughs> season. Yeah. It's just in time. Yeah. We're just in season. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us again. It is always, always, it always is. a pleasure to have you here. The fact that you have another book, which you're already going to say is going to be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can, you can already, you can already put that one on repeat. there. It's giving you a repeat. Already, and when, when exactly does it drop? So it should already be out by now, November 21st. That's because I know this is airing around that time. So November Yes. No, no, okay. yes. And so it's available at madewholeworkbook.com that's madewholeworkbook.com you go Baby, I think that's the perfect time with holiday seasons coming yes. in. It's giving the perfect stocking yes. stuffer, the perfect gift. Go get that book. Especially when people like to go into the hole for the holidays. Yes. So Go get that book. And, and I'm be, be made whole. Don't go into the hole for <laughs> the holidays. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Your first book is something that you and I have mm -hmm. adopted yes. a lot of. When people ask us, Tommy, how did the Ellis's get out of the apartment mm -hmm. to move here? I'm not going to lie to you. So many of the themes and the ideas and the way I just viewed money changed from 2018. Yeah. And a lot of it had a lot to do with the fact that we spoke. Our first conversation was 2018. Mm -hmm. Then when the book came out, I was like, I mean, this is stuff that we talked about. <laughs> right. And Do we took it back a... to our financial advisor. Like, okay, yes. so, so Tiffany said, after a while he was like, wait, who? Who <laughs> is <laughs> Tiffany? <laughs> but then, but then he started following I you. And it. he yeah. was just like, he yo, she like, got some dope. He's like, she got some dope, dope stuff. Ideas. Some yeah. dope ideas. And it, the thing is, it wasn't for just, oh, you're in entertainment. You're an athlete. No, it was for everybody. So, mm -hmm. I can guarantee you if you have the first book and now you get the second book, yes. you will not be disappointed and start planning to live the life you yeah, want right now. Not not 40 years later. That's live it right it. now. That's it. Freedom, baby. Structure, appreciate discipline, you, Tiff. made whole. Thank you so much, You're Tiff. Welcome. Let everyone know where they can find you too. I am the budget. In case they're new to the show. On all the things. The budget on Instagram. On, I know no one's on Facebook like that anymore, but I'm there too. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> 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 yes. I'm in the budget .com, But yeah, so I'm there everywhere. Awesome. All we right, appreciate sis. You. We love you so, so much. Thanks for being too. with us again. Right. And for sure. And all the best with this book, baby. Holla at us. Peace, Peace out. <laughs>
Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Let me ask you a question. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, check this out. If you said two, three, or maybe even four, you're absolutely right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in one single pill. Yep, there's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? Well, HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. How many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, don't trip, because your doctor knows. Talk to your doctor about a 2-in-1 HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Ladies, are you tired of trying new hair remedies and TikTok recipes only to keep seeing excessive shedding and breakage? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to Mayel's incredible sea moss collection, the superfood for your hair and scalp. Packed with 90% of all the essential minerals your hair needs, this collection is a game changer. Experience maximum hair retention for all hair types. Embrace the beauty of healthy, nourished hair with my LC Moss collection because your hair deserves liberation. From the CMOS shampoo and conditioner to the CMOS curl pudding, the CMOS gel hair mask, the CMOS anti-shedding bundle, and more. Formulated for individuals looking to maximize hair retention, this collection helps reduce excess shedding due to breakage. The two powerhouse ingredients in this collection, CMOS and Saw Palmetto, are are what makes it the superfood for your hair and scalp. And remember, it's made for all hair types. CMOS, another Myel product collection for you to love. From one queen to another, shop Myel at Myel.com, Walmart, or your local beauty store today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, man. It's always fun with, with Tiffany, man, the budget niece. I, I, I love know. her, man. She's, she's great. She's, she's always insightful. She literally really has like helped us so, so, so much yeah. when it comes to just building over the years. I mean, it's amazing when we really look back at how far we've come, man. Yeah. From the apartment days yeah. and trying to find ways out of there. I mean, it was all a, it was all a consistent process yeah. of small progress over the years that when you look back in it now, it was just like, man, it was 13 years we spent in that apartment. Mm -hmm. But every year when you looked at it, you wouldn't have thought the progress was that much. But now looking back on the 13-year progress, Baby, come a long way. That is a shout out to you because I could not see the bigger picture. And again, just growing up in my household and seeing my parents' relationships with money, like they would just encourage working because yeah. my parents weren't lazy. Hard workers. Hard workers, but also saving. And that was it. It's just having the money there so you could see yeah. it. But um, you had a little bit more business acumen and you were willing to take yeah. more risks. And here we are. So amazing, amazing time. All right, let's jump into this listener letter. We're going to do one today because this one seems kind of long. Um, so we can unpack a couple things here. I'll go ahead and read. Go ahead, baby. Do That's cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, Karina Duval. I hope this email finds you as well as your and your families as well. I am a huge fan of both of y'all all the way from London town in the UK. That is dope. I got to get there. We got to get there, baby. We haven't been to London mm -hmm. yet. Um, but thank you for being a fan of ours all the way across the sea. My husband and I have been married for six years together. 
well, we've been married for six years together for 16. I'm 32. My husband is 33. I'm an Aries and he's a Sagittarius. Oh, we're flipped. All right, flipped. flipped. And our relationship has been a very similar dynamic to that of y'all's. We have three children, one boy and two girls, ages 11, 7, and 3. Every four years they get it in, all right. I love that. (laughs) Kind of similar to us, well, with the exception of the back-to-backs. Yeah, we in that back-to-back. For sure. Anyway... Y'all, let me get to the point. Over the years, my husband and I have suffered financially. And to be frankly honest, it was mostly due to my immaturity at the time. Like Kadeen. <laughs> like me. <laughs> like Kadeen, I wanted the wedding over everything. I understand, sis. In my defense, we had been engaged for 10 years and your girl was tired with a lot of A's. We had close to zero family support. It Mm. honestly feels like finances never, ever seem to get better, even though my husband is very frugal with money and saves everything for a rainy day. I, on the other hand, appreciate that life is very short and I don't want to just be existing and not have lived. I've worked three, sometimes four jobs at a time in order to help. But my husband always says it's more of a detriment than a help because something is always falling by the wayside. My husband works extremely, in capital letters, hard to provide for our family and says that he does not feel respected because I had had I because had I listened and followed his path, we would not be struggling right now. Currently, my husband is totally unmotivated and defeated. I know my choices in the past haven't helped, but I really don't know what to do to get out of debt and help my man feel motivated again. It really depresses me to see him down and out because outside of him being my husband, I care about him and his dreams as a human being, and he deserves happiness. What can I do, y'all? I'm out of hope and out of answers. Signed, a desperate wife trying to get that old thing back. Oh, that was really, really sweet. First thing I want to do is acknowledge her taking yes. accountability. Yes. Like just taking accountability and saying, yes. you know what? I was immature. Yes. Um, I'm the reason why we're here. Um, we don't hear that often from a lot of people, yeah. men and women. Most people don't like taking they accountability. They want to place blame. Yeah. I want to, I just want to point this out. Right. And she gave was, her husband his flowers and said <clears throat> that, you know, he's tried. He's yeah. tried a lot. I want to take this time to point this out. We had a young lady at one of the live shows point out that, her boyfriend needs to shit or get off the pot mm-hmm. in three years and a whole bunch of other stuff. I asked her, remember what type of ring she wanted? She said she wanted <laughs> three carat rings. She wanted all this other stuff, right? I want to point out that this is why men struggle sometimes with the right time to getting married. Mm. You love a woman. You want to give that woman everything in life she desires because you love her. Mm-hmm. And that woman deserves everything in life she desires. But there are times when, as a man, you just aren't in a good financial place to provide that. And I know that 10-year engagement might have been long and tired, but now you're married and you got everything you wanted. And now this marriage is long and tired. And sometimes we as people need to realize, and this is going to go in line with what Tiffany was talking about, sacrificing now so we can live the way we want to live later on is paramount. But also... Not sacrificing your happiness in the present day. Mm -hmm. And this message is to a lot of young men or older men who are looking to get married. Oh, for sure. This marriage is this this message is for you. I'm gonna speak from a man's perspective, right? Okay. It isn't fair for you to tell your woman that you want to marry or significant other. You gotta wait till it's my time financially. We as a community have to collectively find a way to do both. Give the person you love what they desire because you want to provide that, but also plan a life for the future. And there are ways. And that's what we talked about with Tiffany today. Mm-hmm. Now, what we all have to realize is that no one is entitled to time, like to your time. So you can't say, I want it done on my time. It's going to take some time. But we also can't tell young ladies, mm-hmm. well, you're going to have to wait on my time. We have to work together. And I feel like if they would have been more communicative about what they wanted from each other, they could have found a way to both get the wedding and get the life they want and mm-hmm. not sacrifice. Because now, here's the sad part, that resentment that he's not motiv- he's not motivated and he keeps saying to her, you know, if you would have just listened to me, yeah. that's resentment. That's resentment. That and that's not fair to her. Up. 
Yeah. That's not fair to her. And it's also not fair to him. Because she's 32 know? and they've been together 16. So they've been together since she was yeah, 16 to 17 16. years yeah, old. That's a long time. That's a long time. Hell and to yeah. be together, to work through those years, like Deval and I know exactly what it is. Facts. 18 and 19 years old, trying to figure things out and thinking that you had things figured out. Yes. And also being in that age group where you want the wedding and you feel like at that point you're invincible. Money's always going to yeah. be there. We can always make more money. We're young. We're able-bodied. We can do it. But mm -hmm. not really realizing how much of a setback that can it be is or can be. And and we have to, as a community of people, start realizing when we're making demands on people, what what that demand can do to that person. Yeah. Whether it's a, a, a young man asking a young woman to wait mm -hmm. until I'm ready, or mm -hmm. if it's a young woman telling a young man, you gotta do this on my time or and I'm leaving, we have to stop that conversation. The conversation now has to be how can we collectively build to get what we want now and get what we want later. And I don't want to leave out um, our LGBTQ people by saying man or woman. It's partner. Partner, yeah. Because even in those partners, because we have a, a large contingent of LGBTQIA plus people who follow us, mm -hmm. right? And there's always one that's like Kadeen and one well, that's like, like yeah. me. And it doesn't matter if it's <laughs> right. two men or if it's two women. Right. There's always one that's more uh, fiscally responsible than the other. I think that's any relationship for yeah. sure. Yes, And for we sure. just have to do a better job of collectively having these discussions during mm -hmm. the courting process. Mm -hmm. Not after. Right. Because now they married and got kids and they tired of each other. Right. But if they'd have had this conversation earlier. And just earlier, tired of working and stuff too. Bruh. But trust me, Deval and I had those moments where we were yes. tired of each other. We told yes. y'all our first five years of marriage a hot mess Tight. because we had a baby we had the wedding I thought we were going to have the wedding in all the houses but we instead we had the properties that were yeah. in other states that we were trying to keep afloat I was working long hours in retail Deval was working non-stop at the yeah. gym there were just I think every couple especially being together for that long period of time and, yeah. and, and as teenagers growing yeah. together you just make dumb ass mistakes and dumb ass decisions yes. and they're all lessons they're all learning yes. and it's just how you come out on top after that but I love sis that you are acknowledging you yes. know your issue in this I love yes. that you you are so devoted and committed to your husband and yes. his happiness, like you said, as a human being. Like reading the end of that almost made me kind of emotional because yeah. I'm like, that's how I felt in those moments with Deval where I saw he was busting his ass day in and day out. And then he's just like, Kadeen, you're still not doing the right things to get us in a financially you know, comfortable space. Yeah. And at some point something had to give and it really just required us to like break things down again. I think one of our early YouTube videos we did was a budget episode, yeah, remember? Bu and they got over 200,000 views. Yes. At the time we only had about 6,000 it was uh, like subscribers. subscribers. Yeah, but so many people saw it because at some point it has to click and it's just like, okay, let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to like what we're both willing to do, how much money is coming in, looking at it from this perspective where Tiffany talked about in the book, you yeah. know, made, made whole. The first thing was the budget, not looking yeah. at it as ways to restrict each other further, but ways to be able to make little sacrifices so you can do what you want to do. So continue to have the conversation with your husband. Um, I hope that you've also expressed this to him, um, your investment in him and his happiness and you guys' financial future. Well, she, she asked, how can... She get that old thing back. The first thing I would do is do what you did. Mm -hmm. uh, express and say to him that I acknowledge that there were some mistakes I made. Mm -hmm. Ask him how he thinks it can be changed for them moving forward and then mm -hmm. work collectively, mm -hmm. both of you. Because mm -hmm. it's not just work on one side. No, for sure. You, you can't do all the work yourself now and take all the blame. No, because here's the truth, right? And I'm going to say this and it may ruffle some feathers. He's still to blame too, even though it was your your decisions because he could have at any point said, I can't do like this. Like we're not doing and that. And didn't. Yeah. And that's why, and I feel like that's part of the reason why Kadena and I were able to make a turn mm -hmm. because I stopped blaming her for our financial decisions and started saying, okay, you know what? I did concede to do it because I wanted to see her happy and smiling. And my ego was part of the reason too why I wanted yes. to give her these things. So yes. once I stopped blaming her mm -hmm. and stopped self-loathing, mm -hmm. she and I got on a plan together. Right. We both so, could have done things differently. Yes. Yes, for so sure. So continue to speak to him. Ask him how he feels. Ask him what he needs. When he tells you, listen, but also express to him that you're willing to be a participant to make you guys move forward. For and sure. And y'all just work together and know what's not going to happen next week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give yourselves a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and say, let's move ourselves out of this in five years. Absolutely. And go ahead and get made whole because I know Deval and I took a lot of really good tips from Tiff early on. And that might be a good way to just kind of start and and bond over it and, you know, talk about the positive things that you guys can do with your your money and your financial situation. And and not get good with money was... That's a good find, like a good foundation to start with. Get yeah. good with money and then get made whole. Right. It, her principles really do they help. Really like Kadeen and I have grown our family and our finances following some of the same principles. Yep. Like, Absolutely. All yeah. right, y'all. If you want to be featured as a, as a listener letter, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. And I know I tease y'all about y'all long dissertations now, but we love it because it gives us yeah, more it gives context. Us context. Absolutely. For sure. Because we usually still have questions even after that. But yeah. keep writing in. We love to hear from you guys. Yes, that's D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. All right, moment of truth time. I think my takeaway from this whole thing um, in talking to Tiffany and you mm-hmm. and just thinking about my entire mindset when it comes to just finances and budgeting and all that is that the discipline involved in it, what seems like a boundary is not necessarily that. It's just me putting myself in a position to do the things that I really want to do. And it forces me to live in a space where I'm really assessing the things that I really need versus the things that I want to do or need to do and what's required for me. To get that. So discipline, like we said, structure, those are all words that typically have a negative connotation and you feel restrained and limited, but really it's a way for you to gain freedom over your life and your time because ultimately that's the goal for me at least is to have autonomy over my time to be able to do the things I want to do because I have the financial freedom to do that. Facts. I I believe that. Tiffany opened up something to me today, my my mind thinking Mm. about it. Okay. Right. You know how we went on a diet, mm-hmm. but while we were on the quote unquote diet, we had cheat meals. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't a crash diet. Right. It was more like a lifestyle change. Right. Moderation situation. So that we could enjoy our life while losing the weight to get to the goal we want to get to in the future. Mm. Why can't we do the same thing with finances? I like that. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't It doesn't have to be a crash diet of finances. Let me say $50,000 in a year. Yes. No. You can still have your cheat meals. Mm-hmm. You can still enjoy your time, mm-hmm. but know that there's a plan down the line. Because if I'm being honest with you guys, that's what Kadeen and I did. Even though we were broke and we weren't doing all the things we wanted to do, we still enjoyed our life while we were building mm-hmm. what we've built so far. Yes. And we're still enjoying our life while we're continuing to build to where we want to go. Because the way you see us now is not the way we want to spend the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to accrue more and gain access to more so we can give more to our kids. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean we're going to sacrifice all of our happiness now. That is a whole fact. I love that. I love that analogy. That's perfect. It puts it in a really good perspective too. Because man, listen... Sometimes on them diet days, <laughs> baby, I was ready to crash. But, you know, having the little cheat meals here and there definitely helps to kind of lessen yeah. the blow. <laughs> All right, y'all. Be sure to sign up for Patreon and subscribe so you can get more exclusive Deadass podcast content, more Ellis family content as well. And you can find us on social media at Deadass the podcast. You can find me on my personal page, Kadeen I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate Review, subscribe, and get your copy of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your your relationship. relationship. Perfect time with the holidays coming up, y'all. It's giving stocking stuffers. Go ahead and get your book now. All right, y'all? Run it up. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. 
O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.